What's going on, everybody? This is Heath, and I'm here with Steven, and this is Tillman's Corner Sports Talk. we got a great episode for y'all tonight. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify. Give us a review and a rate. Follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Tillman's Corner Sports Talk. We're putting out a lot of great content. But we've been saying for a week or two now that we have a special guest, something in the works, and we're really excited. So, Steven, go ahead and tell us who we got. Yeah, so any Alabama fan or just SEC football fan in general will remember this guy. I remember, you know, I'm 29 years old. I remember watching him play. Um, he was a wide receiver at Alabama from 2007 to 2011. He returned punts, returned kicks, second team All-SEC in 2011, and was a part of two national championships against Texas and LSU. Welcome to the show, Marquise Mays. How's it going, man? Mays, I'm pretty good. And we're so pumped to, you know, both Heath and I are huge Alabama fans, really from the time as as far back as we can remember our whole whole lives. We both remember watching you play. Um, very excited to have you with us today. So why don't you just kind of start off telling us about, you know, I hope I said that correct. You were from with Bama from 20, 2007 to 2011, correct? Yes, that's correct. So what's like, what's the life like at Alabama? You know, obviously most people – We've never been students to Alabama, football players in Alabama. Being a player and being there, what was it like being at Alabama and playing for, you know, that program? Uh, man, it was an awesome time. Uh, really not much uh, time to really be a, a student, so to say, uh, as far as, like, partying and uh, stuff like that because football really kept us busy, but for the most part, man, my entire time at Alabama, man, I made friends that I have for life uh, from college. So, it's, I mean, it was a wonderful time, man. I think that was the most important thing, just uh, building those relationships. Uh, you could take football away. You could take uh, all of that glitz and glamour away. But you can never take away those relationships that uh, – I build in those years. That's right. Friends last forever. So that really when you and that team, when uh, y'all went and played Texas in the national championship, you know, they, that's really when I started watching football and watching you and Julio and those great running backs. And uh, so tell us a little bit about that team in particular. Y'all went in the first national championship for Alabama that year. Tell us what made that team special and, and maybe one of your best memories that you've had at Alabama? It started um, – it actually started after the Utah loss the year before. And uh, a few of the guys, a few of the leaders of the team, a few of the guys that was all, like, bought into what Coach Saban was uh, installing, we bought in. Uh, we just said amongst ourselves, like, one day when we got back from that uh, Utah loss, we were starting, uh, like, fourth quarter. We started, like, in February. So, we was all in there just talking amongst each other, man. We was like, we just got to do everything we got to do to win. And uh, that, that being practicing hard, uh, taking care of your body. And, man, it was just a special group, man. I honestly feel like that was one of the, if not the best teams in uh, history, man. And... Man, that defense was just stout. We had guys like Cody, um, Javier, um, Rolando, Kareem Jackson, 
man. I mean, Marcel Darius. It, it was guys on that team, man, that was was, was the foundation of the Bama way. And also on offense, we had Trent Richardson and Mark Ingram, and, uh, James Carpenter, Julio, myself, Greg McElroy. So it was just a, it was the foundation we set in in February the year the that same year. Yeah, that absolutely, man. Uh, that team was really the team that I would say probably like started the dynasty. Just a bunch of guys that worked hard, um, had that mental toughness, just wanted to get after people. Um, and then, you know, the second national championship that you were a part of and against LSU, I remember watching it. And, you know, earlier in the year, it was a, a defensive battle of missed field goals and this and that. And um, LSU won nine to six and then finally got him in the national championship. I believe it was 21 to nothing. But I do remember watching um, You kind of sparked the, the team with your – I know you came up – injured on the play, but you had a, a really big punt return. And I, if I remember correctly, it was a hamstring injury, wasn't it? Yes, it was right. Yeah, so you kind of sparked them. Um, defense, like you mentioned, all those guys. I mean, every single guy you mentioned, I remember vividly watching them. Um, just a really, really tough defense. Um, shut them out. I think that was the game, what, they didn't even get past the, – they got past the 50-yard line like one time or not at all, I believe. Not at all. Yeah, man, man, I, and those are the I miss. You now we'll we'll talk about the 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 teams of this past season uh, here in a little bit. But man, those teams were just nasty. They wanted to hit people, and um, they took pride in uh, on defense. Would you say that that loss in the 2011 season, that nine to six loss, was that your hardest loss that you ever had at Alabama, or would you say it was that Utah loss that you mentioned sparked that? First national championship. Um, the hardest loss I would say I had that I took the hardest was probably a South Carolina Ooh, yeah. uh, loss in 2010 because we was coming off of shoot like 20 games, like a 20 straight games with no loss from the year prior to South Carolina. So it was kind of tough, man, and I feel like. Actually, I feel like that on paper, that was the best team ever. I mean, we had so many guys that went first round. We had so many NFL guys on that team. And, man, that was just a outstanding team, man. And we lost three three games that year. So, I would say South Carolina. For me, it was South Carolina. I agree with you. I, that team was absolutely loaded. Just you mentioned some of the great players you play with. Who – in your mind, like when you first saw them or, you know, maybe when they went to the NFL or something, who is the best player that you think you've ever played with at Alabama? Myself. Myself. Yourself. I like <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll just play. I was, uh, man, I, it, it, would, it, would, it, would be, it would be hard to actually pick one person that I felt like was just the best because we had so many good players. Yeah, it's, um, that's a that's a great answer. What? So it, Go ahead. It, I think maybe it. I mean, position wise, it. I mean, it's just hard because you got it's just too many great athletes that we had. Man, it's hard. Yeah, and yeah, I understand that. And what about what do you think? Because you played with Julio a lot. What do you think made Julio so special? Man, I would say his um, work ethic. Uh, 
man, that, that kid came in, man, he was all business. He, he was, he wasn't like a regular kid, you know. He came in, you know, he took care of his body. He was strong as ox. Um, a lot of people call him big, and I, I'm like, well, he really not that big when I think of, like, big guys, big receivers, but he was just, he had all those grips and cuts, and he was well put together, but he was, he was really a strong dude um, and fast, you know, long strider. But man, he was he was a special he was a special receiver. Absolutely, definitely strong. I remember his freshman year. I want to say it was John Parker Wilson was still the quarterback against LSU. Actually, when you know he was had a huge game, he was like carrying five, six, seven guys multiple times throughout that game. Definitely a, a fun to watch him play. Uh, just a freak athlete. Um, so what are your, um, you know, everybody sees Saban on the TV, whether he's like ranting to reporters or going off on his offensive coordinator or players. And, you know, everybody sees that. They know he's all business. He's a perfectionist and that type of thing. What's he like? And he's probably the same in practice, but, you know, sometimes you hear from former players and that at practice or even maybe around the facilities, he he's kind of a uh, jokester. What's he like? Yeah, he actually a silly guy, man. Uh, one thing I can say, man, he loves his players. So, I mean, he he tough on us. He give us tough love. But man, that guy, it would it is nothing he wouldn't do for a player. You know, that was at the time that was legal. You know, it is nothing he would do. He wouldn't do for a player. You know any help you need, uh, anything going on outside of uh, the team, like with your family, man, he was just, he caring, man. Even to this day, man, he, you know, he loved his guys. Um, you know, they have little things now uh, where they bring, like, former players back, but some of the guys they've been bringing, like, older, older guys, not Coach Saban guys, he and he been getting on Ellis about getting his guys back. And, you know, it's kind of tough with everybody really living their life and doing other things. But, <clears throat> man, that, that's a special guy, man. I love him to death. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to play with nobody else. Yeah, Coach Saban, I think if anybody says he's not the GOAT, I think they need to be drug tested immediately. I think he's clearly <laughs> the GOAT. So what – why has Alabama, and like one or two reasons, why has Alabama been able to be the best program for so long, pretty much as long as Saban has been there? I know there's a lot of debate right now going on about Georgia, but to me, the longevity of the Alabama program, why has it been so successful for Saban's tenure? Um, I would say it's been so successful because everybody buys in. You know, everybody – come in with that mindset. I guess, like, once you in the program, so just say, for instance, like, we set the foundation in 2008. We set the foundation in 2008. The foundation was set. Then you had guys come in in that class with the Julio and Mark Ingram class, and uh, so the foundation was set before those guys got there. So when they got there, it was like, okay, y'all got to bang into what we do. And if you don't want to buy in, you can get beat up in the locker room. You can get beat up on the field. 
and it was just it was just a it was just a tough love situation, which I don't think that kind of love is happening right now. And you can kind of tell, but uh, you know, we never hated each other. Like we would, you, you it was times where people got hands put on them, but it was all because they wasn't doing something that was our standard, you know, or what we thought was our standard. Absolutely. And, and I, it kind of, you kind of hit on it. It really leads right into our next question. In your opinion, what has changed? Because it kind of, I've seen stuff that former players, you and other guys have put on Twitter about. It just seems like something has changed, either the physicality. I don't know what it is. What do you, what do you think, in your honest opinion, what has changed over these last couple of years? Uh, I would say I would say that the guys, nobody, it, it, you never really had a clear cut leader. Like okay, Will Anderson was a leader, but he led by example. And that only goes so far right. when you lead men. That only goes so far when you lead in other men. You know, um, so sometimes you have to have those those um, powers. You know, you have to have those type of things. Um, I, I mean, you don't want to have to ever put your hands on another man, but sometimes it comes to that, and it's just it's just love at the end of the day because I know a few of the guys that have um, fights or whatever, they friends, they still friends to this day. So it was never no love lost. I mean, I think that that was, was understood. And also, man, we grew up where we had to be tough. We had coaches that expected us to be tough. Like you couldn't, you couldn't, you didn't want to miss the tackle. You didn't because because you would get talked about. You know, you didn't want to drop a pass. You didn't want to not block because you thought he was big or you just, it just, it just was different back then, man. And I just think that's what the toughness, the toughness, man, of the guy. And it was, it, it somewhere down the line, it stopped. I don't know where it stopped or what class it was, but it stopped. I think we got too many guys not as friendly. But from what I'm hearing, uh, this class that came in, man, we got some some, some uh, natural born leaders, some natural born leaders in this in this class coming up. So hopefully, you know, they bring that style of play back. Absolutely. And and do you think? I know you mentioned the players, mental toughness, all that. Stuff. Do you think it's more of a player's thing that needs to lead more, or is it like? Because that's one thing that also impresses me it's about. Not all, it's not all on players. It's coaches too. Uh, man, I don't know those coaches' style, but when I was there, man, we had the same. Man, we we had the same coaches from 2007 to. I mean, it was one or two guys that might have left, but. And those guys was hard-nosed, man. Our assistants was hard-nosed. Saban was hard-nosed, but our assistants, like like Coach Burns, Coach Williams, uh, Kevin Steele, Herbie Smart, man, those guys expected us to be tough. And they wouldn't allow anything but toughness. If you wasn't tough, you wasn't playing. 
Yeah, and that, that's what's so impressive to me about Saban's dynasty, especially the last, you know, four or five years is Alabama's going to get good players, especially as long as Saban is there. But the amount of coaching turnover that is happening year in and year out and Saban still keeps it going, and, you know, people are saying, oh, the dynasty's over. So, I mean, they still went 11-2 and two this past year. You know, it might right. not be up to standards for what has been in the past. You know, it's – for the past several years, it's always championship or bust. But it's still anybody, any program would love to have an eleven and two season. Um, so that's what's so impressive to to me about Saban and keeping you know his process and how he runs things is that he can have so much staff turnover and it's still they're going to put out a bunch of wins and compete at a very high level. Mm-hmm. What do you think? So. Bryce Young, he's been there the last two years. There's a lot of people saying he's potentially the best, the greatest quarterback to ever play at Alabama, one of the best players. What do you think What do you think about him going in the NFL, and how, how do you think he is going to do in the NFL as far as, you know, draft stock and what you see about him in the NFL? Um, I actually think he's going to be great, man. I honestly, and I can, I can say this because I'm man of it, but I was – I was in a lot of doubt when we got to see it. I was in a lot of doubt. I just don't – I don't feel like real football is played out with. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just don't think, you know – I mean, they they got, they got have great some great players, but I just don't think it's real football. Like, in the South, we play – and like, it's life. Football is life in the South. I, I I know what you're saying. It's the old saying about the down in the south with cornbread fed, strong grown yeah. men down here, and I I agree. And I I was I was spectacle, not spectacle. I was curious too, just his size and everything. Being a quarterback, you know, you've never seen it, but he, you know, he's phenomenal. And I wish the best oh, yeah. for him. So he's definitely a great quarterback, man. And like like I say, I, it's 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 hard to compare, you know, because. You you people call the Greg McElroy game manager, and I hate when people say that because actually Greg McElroy could throw the ball. Um, he was a highly rated quarterback coming out of high school out of out of uh, South Lake in Texas, and um, it just was our offense. We just didn't have to throw the ball that much. So and you get guys like Tool. Well, when he got there, they throwing the ball. I mean, he had a game where he had 48 attempts. So, I mean, I never want to compare, like, who the greatest. You know, all of them was great in their own. I mean, in their own right. All all of the guys was great in their own right. You being a receiver, you mentioned the styles of offense. You being a receiver, would you have loved to play in that kind of, you know, spread air raid system, throw it all around, or do you do you still love the ground and pound, kind of how the old Alabama teams used to be, just run you into submission? I I, I prefer real football. I grew up being a running back. Uh, I only changed to a receiver when I got to college. So, I mean, I love it. I mean, I, for my numbers, I wish I would have, you know, we could have threw the ball more. But as far as what we needed to do to win, that's what I was supposed to. I didn't care about, you know, having 200-yard games. And my focus was never to win the Heisman or the Lentnikoff or none of that stuff. I just wanted to 
<clears throat> I just wanted to be, uh, I just wanted to win. And I think that was all our mindset on our team. It was all our mindset was to win. <clears throat> right. So football has changed. College, college football has changed so much just in the last 10 or 12 years since you've played with the NIL and the transfer portal. Give me your thoughts on, you know, the NIL and the transfer portal and tell me, and after you do that, here's another question. What do you think that some of those players, you, the Julios, the Mark Ingrams, the Trent, what kind of money would y'all have gotten if y'all came out in this kind of air? Uh, really, to be honest, I feel like about the NIL, I love it. I do. I actually love it. Because I feel like nobody understands where those guys are, how much work they have to put in. And not only that, still be a student and cannot get a job. They can't go and get a job. It's impossible for them to work. So I, I understand it, but I feel like they should stop actually giving these kids evaluations of NILs and high schools. I see, I see certain kids and certain families that's the only thing they're thinking about when they go into school. They're only thinking about what kind of NIL money I'm going to get. What kind of, if you go and prove yourself, the money will come. That's how I feel. I feel like freshmen should, should not, they should get something, you know, a base a base salary or a base NIL deal, but they shouldn't be focused on how much as a freshman because if you think about it, man, I've I seen some of the best guys in high school come in and not even play a down of football until they last year. And then even in their last year, they still just played family. So it's like if I give a kid coming out of high school $13 million just to sit on the bench, that's pointless. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned, you know, the $13 million. I was actually about to bring it up. I think it's just I like the NIL as far as what the in, the first intentions of it is, you know, but it's supposed to be once these kids get to college, then, you know, when they prove themselves, like you mentioned, they start getting, you know, advertised, they do advertisements or whatever it might be and get paid for. It's not supposed to be, hey, you're in high school, if you come to my college, you know, the kid that was, I can't think of his name, that was going to go to Florida. Rashada. Yeah, they they supposedly had a $13 million NIL deal, and that fell through and all this stuff. It just seems like a lot of people are abusing it for what its intended purposes are for. It's not, hey, I'm going to pay you an NIL money to come to my college. And like you said, they might come to the college and sit the bench for three years before they even play. And so they hadn't proven anything, but – they still getting all this money, so uh, yeah, I one hundred percent agree with that. Yep. So that's my take on it. But who am I? It don't matter what I say. That's right. <laughs> People <laughs> way higher than us that make these decisions. What are your thoughts on the transfer portal and all these guys leaving? Just if you know, if they're not playing one year, they just want to leave. And what are your thoughts on it? I think it's soft. Yeah. They show you. They show. They show me that the kids shouldn't have been at our school anyway or any other school because you you were scared to fight for what you what you really wanted. Hell, I wanted to start my freshman year, but I read it, sure. But guess what I did? I went in the off season, tore it up, and I started the next year because that's what I wanted. I didn't tuck my tail and run because I didn't play. 
Yeah, and I think it goes back to, like we've been talking about, mental toughness. You know, you can look back to the years, like you just mentioned yourself, Tua, Derrick Henry, and, 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 you know, look at all these other guys that at one point, even Tua and Derrick Henry, you know, two of the best players ever at their position at Alabama, and it just in college in general, they've talked about, they thought about transferring after their freshman year or, or during the season when they wasn't playing like they thought, but they didn't. They stuck it out. And, and that's what it's meant to be. These kids that come in and are five-star recruits, they got a big head and they don't play, but on maybe at all or on special teams. And so after one year, you know, they're gone. And it's just – it just shows, like you mentioned, you know, they don't really want to be there. They didn't stick it out. Um, so it, it, it it's a special place for people. You know, I love talking about Jalen's story about, you know, when he lost the job, he didn't just tuck his tail and run. He stayed there. Right. He got bet. He actually, I mean, he got better as to his backup. Got better, progressed, and then graduated. And then for his senior season, you know, I had no problem with him transferring. I, you know, I love that he transferred. As far as for him, for himself, I would love for him to be on the team. But I love that for him as a player and a person to go. You know, go to Oklahoma, start, and then you know, we're seeing what he's doing in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So. One of the main reasons we wanted to have you on, I saw the tweet you put out about Kevin Steele. Give me your thoughts about the Kevin Steele hire, and then I want to ask you about the Tommy Reese hire. Um, so Kevin Steele, man, he's he hard no. Uh, you're gonna do it his way. Uh, you're gonna and you got to be tough. Uh, actually, man, that's actually who. Uh, got Roe going, Rolando going in our time. And man, I just, I love it. I love it. I love the house. What do you think about Tommy Reese? Do you know anything about him? You think, what kind of I offense do you think he's going to run or anything? I don't know a thing about Tommy Reese. Don't know. Um, the jury is out on him. Hopefully, he get it done. Uh, I would say he have the athlete. Uh, can he? The question will be: Will he? Um, will he be able to develop one of those young quarterbacks? That's the only thing about it. Will he be able to develop one of those guys? And if he can, man, guys are limited for that team. Yeah, I agree. The jury jury is still out on Tommy Reese. A couple more questions, and we're gonna let you go. Who do you think the quarterback will be next year? Do you think it's uh? You know they're gonna split the job to start the year, or who do you think it's gonna be? It probably will be uh, split. It probably will be a battle between the two. And um, I just honestly think I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen much of Ty Simpson. Uh, Miro seems to be a great runner. Uh, he needs a lot of work. I mean, I wouldn't say a lot of work, but he needs work on his passing. But who knows, man, what kind of training he get? He, he doing this offseason or, you know, what coaches might send him a couple weeks or to work with guys or guys coming in to work with him. So who knows? But uh, we can't act like Miro didn't win in the SEC. He won games in the SEC when Bryce was hurt, so – he can get the job done, apparently. Right. It might be a little different offense, but he got the job done, and that's what we need. 
Yeah, and that's I think me and Steven both we would love to see Jalen Murrow get the shot. And I think it's about you got to build the offense around him. His ability to run is his biggest weapon. So you got to build the offense around him. So one or two more questions. This is kind of a funny, lighthearted question. What do you make of the XFL? And have you been seeing what AJ, your former quarterback, AJ McCarron, is doing these two late game comebacks? And have you thought about coming out of retirement to join old AJ? No. <laughs> I don't buy him again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have not caught up with. I have not watched the game of XFL. I have not. I have not even watched uh, sports. Actually, yeah, I have not. I, I just don't care for it. I just don't care for it that much. You know, I just really don't. I mean, I I like watching my kids play. Yeah, I say that my kids play right now, so I enjoy watching them. You got a future Alabama football star on your hand? Um, my youngest son said he's not going to Alabama. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> my oldest son, he 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 died hard. Tell he me we ain't he, got he, a he just, we ain't got somebody going to Auburn in the family. Oh, he don't like Auburn either. He just he just said he's not going to Alabama. He he is on but he's seven, so a lot can change. Yeah, he's got yeah. he's got a long time to change his mind. Yeah. Man, I just that's what I enjoy. I enjoy I enjoy watching my kids play sports. And uh but as far as football for me, no, I'm I'm done with it. I don't even wanna work out when I don't wanna do that type of stuff no more. I don't blame you, man. Marquise, we really appreciate you joining us today and answering our questions, man. It was a lot of fun. I hope all the best for you, man, and like I said, thank you so much for joining us and we'll have to get up soon. All right, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate man. it, buddy. All right, man. All right, bud. We appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you enjoyed it, give us a follow on Spotify. Make sure you listen on Spotify and uh, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Timmons Corner Sports Talk. We're putting out a lot of great content, and it was a great episode with Marquise. Until next time, we will see you. See you.